strength, it's a sword of power, sword of power, dragon and earth, soaring through the sky, spread your wings. What's up, ballers? It's your boy, Lawson Phoenix. Welcome back to another episode of Ballin' Out Super! With me, your host, Lawson Phoenix, and I have, uh, unfortunately, my lover, Benny G, is not here. Um, his kid is not my son, but also, I do have a special guest. <laughs> it's Maurice Licorice! He's back, everybody! Yay! The champion has returned to the podcast. Yeah, uh, the champ I, I is was, here. I was literally about to start busting out into Billy Jean as soon as you <laughs> called him Billy <laughs> Jean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! Already Benny starting G. off on a fun yeah. note. <laughs> He's just a boy who thinks that I am one. <laughs> <laughs> His kid. I'm sorry. Can we just talk about that song? His kid, is, his kid is actually his uh, fiance's daughter. So that's <laughs> yeah. So the kid is not his son either. Not your son, not his. It's son. not anybody's son. Yeah, it's just it's the it's the son of the person who birthed yeah. that child. Yeah, that's it. Um. So uh, yeah, let's talk about Billie Jean. Yeah, please. Yeah. No, I I just I just what a bad. All right, look, listen. Like for all of the. You know, history dealing with. Yeah, we uh, understand. We don't have to. We don't have to do the. <laughs> everybody the knows. Itself, yeah, yeah. The song itself is such a. It's it's such a badass way to say that. Like, it's it. That song is like Maury the song. You know. What yeah, I mean? it is. It is. Like, yeah. It's just like, look. I don't know who this bitch is. I don't know. I don't this know bitch. what she's talking about. That she's talking crazy. Time. Yeah. She's- <laughs> Look, she just said that I was the one. I'm not. I am one of many. <laughs> Yo, this bitch cray. <laughs> I, I don't know her. I don't never, know her. I don't I know her biblically. Did. I don't know her. I don't know her in the in the biblical sense. <laughs> I never met her biblically. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, I never. I never met her in a whale. I never met her on the mount sacrificing her son to the Lord. <laughs> And with all the questions about MJ's sexuality, um, historically speaking, right. it recontextualizes that song in a lot of different ways. <laughs> yes, we can. Yes, um, absolutely. <laughs> in a way that I don't necessarily have um, the time to do now. Yeah, uh, I don't know. If you, you, could, that. <laughs> I, you could write a whole research paper about yes, but, how um, Billie Jean recontextualizes Michael Jackson's sexuality. But, exactly. uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but luckily, neither of us are in college. Like, we don't have sure. to do that. We don't yeah, have to we take don't. on that undertaking right now. No, we don't have to. <laughs> Something I did undertake um, over the last month is I watched all of Trigun for the first time. Ooh, wait, for the first time ever? Yeah, I've never seen it before. Oh, wow. Wait, okay. So, uh, the original Trigun? The original. Or... I heard the new one wasn't good, so. 
Okay, I mean, I, I've seen a little bit of the new one, and it's it's fine. You get used to the uh to the to the animation like relatively quickly. It's mm. just that they, you know, they they switch some of the story around, and like some of the characters just aren't the same. But it, it is what it is. Uh, it's it's yeah. fine. Uh, but it it it, ha- it doesn't really hold a candle to the OG Trigon. Uh, OG. How, how do you feel about Trigon? How do you feel about uh watching it? A solid B plus anime, I would say. Yeah, solid yeah. B plus anime. I feel bad because I was watch- so um, uh, a mutual friend uh, Jared Reed, yes, uh, was the one who was like he was very high on this anime. He grew up on it, right? Yes. and he was very hyped for me to watch it. We watched it together, basically, uh, along with a couple other uh, a couple of the friends of mine. I-, I wasn't as into it like as he was rewatching it, mm-hmm. but I did. I th- I do think it's really good. Um, that kind of like space space cowboy aesthetic. Which yeah. is like reminds me of Cowboy Bebop a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't think it's it's not as good as Cowboy Bebop though. It's not. It's um, not. I, I want to say that they came out roughly around the same time, or at least very similar, they were, or they were brought to the states around the same time. Like, I think. I, I think I we looked this up. Bebop. What'd you say? I think we looked this up, and actually, they're very close in time. Yeah, like when yeah. they were uh, the anime specifically, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I I just remember um, I know uh, like Cowboy Bebop was a part of Adult Swim, but I think Trigun was a part of uh, Toonami. Um, and so like they they it feels like they were like airing kind of at the same time, at least when I was a kid. Yeah, I think they're like a year apart at most. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Uh, one of those weird like coincidental things where like. You know, the, the, like Hollywood will make like the same movie twice in a year or yeah. whatever. Like, Deep Impact and Armageddon. That's a, that's one. There's the the year that they did No Strings Attached and um, Friends with Benefits or whatever. Yeah. Or uh, there was that year that they did like um, Lake Placid and uh, another movie. I forget the other movie that came out right near Lake Placid. Like Lake Placid and like the... The, the whatever monster, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, it, was it Lake Placid and Anaconda? Uh, maybe Anaconda, like a, big, a big snake and a big alligator. I'm, I'm so I'm supposed to be a J Lo expert. I, um, because <laughs> I, yeah, it's been established on the show. But I, I want to say Anaconda is around ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So one was Lake Placid, I guess. You know what? Let's find out. Let's see if yeah. I was right about any of that. <laughs> Yeah, Lake Placid. Looks like Lake Placid. Anaconda movie was 97. Uh, Lake Placid, 99. Okay, Anaconda was 97, though. Oh, uh, okay, never mind. But, I mean, pretty close. But Yeah, pretty, pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, it's been established that because my, um, well, the, the, the text, is, the context is that my mom is a huge uh, J-Lo stan. Yeah. And so I've watched a lot more J-Lo movies than most millennial men. <laughs> um, yeah. Kind of like how my mom was a was a huge uh, Denzel Washington stan, um, mm. which I now, as an adult, look back at. And I was just like, it's not that she was a fan of Denzel Washington; she really was attracted to him. Like, yeah, of course, in, in an unhealthy way. Like, she, but weren't most black women of a certain age? Yes, yes, they were. <laughs> like, Denzel Washington was the look. There, there was only like four 
maybe two black men in Hollywood at any given time who were like the it men. And Denzel Washington was that guy. And he was, yeah, he's a, he was a handsome man. He I mean, is kind of handsome. He's just old. How many old. choices did black women have back then? They had Denzel, Wesley Snipes, <laughs> uh, already that's a step down, sort of. <laughs> Only to say, no, I like Wesley. He's a real martial artist and I think that's cool, but he's kind <laughs> of an asshole and he went to jail. So, <laughs> so already a, a step down. Um, yes. and who else did we have? During this era, it's like, uh... Maybe more Chestnut? Yeah, but it's not, it's not the same name value, though. No, it isn't. Like, yeah. it, like Enzo Washington and Wesley Snipes were A-tier. Yeah. More Chestnut and uh, it was probably, like, B. Yeah. yeah, right, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, also, you know, it's a similar in a similar vein, though, how many female Puerto Rican leads are there? In any era. I- <laughs> named one j-lo's been the one for four decades or whatever it's like (laughs) so you know it kind of makes sense in that way so yeah so um i was saying back to trigun it was short it was a a clean watch a lot of momentum 24 episodes 26 i believe so i believe it's like 26 i that's what i love about um trigun like i I love that it's not like this lengthy, unwieldy tale that spans years and decades and has different sagas and stuff. It's just like, we're going to tell a relatively succinct story. It'll be episodic in the first few episodes just to get you grounded in the world. And then we're going to turn up the heat a little bit. He has a little bit of a redemption and everything like that. Like, it, yeah. it, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't remember if they stuck the landing <laughs> on the end of the story they did, they did. okay all yeah. right i just i just remember like the big bad wasn't the big well it, it seemed it's, like the big bad it's his but, brother knives yeah knives yeah. um and i just thought that like it I, maybe for me it kind of petered out a little bit but like i i don't know if it worked thematically for me but I think it's well. It definitely does the anime thing of like, how do we solve this problem? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I gotta beat my brother in a shootout. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really criticize that, considering that One Piece is my favorite manga, and that is the solution in every arc. Yeah, for the so, for the most part, for the most part, and it's a, it's it's such a shonen anime solution. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> But the thing that was weird is that Trigun had a lot of more adult themes and stuff going on around it. Yeah, they had, had a priest running around with a big ass fucking cross that was filled to the brim with guns in it. Yeah, Wolfwood was definitely my favorite character. He was badass. Wolfwood was him. Yeah, that was him. <laughs> yeah, Wolfwood was awesome. Yeah, it's it's uh it's interesting. I almost forget how many anime I'm watching at any given time. Because like yeah. everyone's always like, oh, you haven't caught up on Demon Slayer and My Hero Academia, and that's true. But I'm like watching like six anime in a given time because because I watch just to catch up the listeners uh, mm-hmm. as well. So obviously dra- for the for for podcasting purposes, yeah, I do Dragon Ball, Yu Gi Oh, Naruto Shippuden, yeah, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, nice. Um, and then just to, just on my own. Uh, Vinland Saga, and currently I'm watching all of Yu Yu Hakusho for the first time. Oh, now Yu Yu Hakusho, okay. 
that is uh, i know that like my barometer as far as perfect anime kind of slides a little bit i i still to this day believe that like full metal alchemist brotherhood is uh is a perfect anime from start to finish mm-hmm. uh yu hakushu is almost fucking perfect like it is with the with You'll see. I don't want to spoil anything for you. How far into you have to are you? I just I, I um I, I'm in the f- first leg of the dark tournaments. Ooh, I guess okay. that's the best way to put it. Yeah, the first yeah. round of the dark tournaments is over. Okay, yeah. okay. I mean, I've um, taken a couple day break from watching it after that. <laughs> also, because here in New York we were dealing with the end of days, and so there was a near nigh apocalypse. Uh, I feel like I should bring up just to date this podcast. Uh, this, this is when it happened. This is when New York's air turned yellow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was that week. Yeah. So, um, everything yeah. was fucking orange and just like smoky, like a like a like a barbecue fart. Outside. Yeah, I had plans and shit, and then I then I didn't. So, yeah. Now like, you would you would think that would lead me to go and like, oh, I could just stay inside and watch anime, but no, it just made me sad. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't do anything that I enjoyed. I just was yeah. depressed. So. I, I felt like that uh that commercial of the Native American crying when he sees litter on the side of the road. Like, yeah, I felt like that when I walked outside. Is like, is this the air that my children will be breathing? <laughs> yeah, it really felt. Uh, man, it was rough. Um, poor Canada, poor Canada and their trees. I feel bad for them. They started singing "Blame Canada" <laughs> with all their hockey hullabaloo and their freaking <laughs> Mary too. Anyway, um. they're not even a real country anyway uh so yeah trigon uh thumbs up eight out of ten b plus 8.5 out of ten uh that's a solid rating that's a solid rating yeah there's something that came out like so long ago yeah it feels a little unfair saying it's not as good as cowboy bebop you know one of the greatest anime of all time uh but, but that's uh you know, uh... At least it's better than Outlaw Star. I never watched Outlaw Star, but I heard it, I heard oh. it was pretty good. Yeah, Outlaw Star is pretty good, too. Uh, I would say, like, they all, all three of them are, like, the, the trilogy of, like, Space, Space Cowboys. Cowboy yeah. uh, anime. So, yeah. like, it's a good, yeah, you start with Cowboy Bebop, you venture into Trigun, and then you, you do Outlaw Star. Just, uh, uh Outlaw Star is, like, uh, a kind of, like, serious but wacky ride i would say like it you will have a lot of fun if you if you put that on but uh mm. but i don't i don't it i don't think you should watch it now i think you should wait until after you hawk yeah yeah <clears throat> i'm thinking after you hawk i might go and watch sailor moon because i never Ooh. i've never seen sailor moon um oh, really yeah i grew up without cable oh, okay <laughs> never mind no. that's why i haven't seen a lot of things that were on toonami or whatever uh, okay, fair enough. Um, fair enough. <laughs> well, I won't table shame you on this podcast. Well, it's interesting. It's like, as a kid, I thought the main thing I missed... It seemed like the main thing I missed from not having a um, cable was actually Spongebob Squarepants. Yeah. Like, I feel like that was the big tentpole show that... Because I was able to watch South Park eventually. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was really young, I was like, oh, everyone's watching South Park and I'm not. But then eventually I was able to, like... Just get the DVDs and stuff, and like I found ways around that. Yeah. But I really missed that on SpongeBob, and now that I, <laughs> now I'm realizing I missed up on, on a lot of uh, uh, tsunami animes that people grew up on. Um, yeah. 
and I have to go back and rewatch a bunch of them. So, uh, so far, Yu Hakusho obviously is uh, pre- this pretty good show. This Yu Hakusho, <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I would say that the drip on that show is insane. Mm. Like, I, it's the fits, like, yeah, yeah the the clothing, the era, like it's it's dope as shit. Like the yeah. Um, Oh, and the dude who made Yu Yu Hakusho is married to the woman who made uh, Sailor Moon. Yep. Yeah. Togashi Sensei. May he yeah. hopefully not die until he finishes Hunter Hunter. Um, oh, I've given up on that. <laughs> uh, not not to be morbid, but I I've kind of given up. You can't really hold out hope for it. Yeah. At this point, I'm just like spend your last few years with your family and yeah. having better health because like I don't want a berserk situation. Where a dude just kills himself trying to fucking uh, finish a fucking manga. I mean, right? we're probably gonna have a berserk situation when he dies. Yeah. Well, his, it probably his wife might try to finish it. Oh, maybe. If maybe he maybe she's kept a lot of like the ideas written around and and good. yeah, yeah. Or or it turns into uh, they introduce a lovely pack of little high school girls who turn into uh, magic magic girls <laughs> into Hunter Hunter. In a Hunter Hunter, yes. <laughs> That's how Hunter Hunter ends. It's all been building up to Sailor Venus and Sailor Uranus coming out of the woodwork <laughs> to beat the shit out of fucking gone. <laughs> Hilarious. I would love it. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's, so, uh, I was, at the end of, uh, Trigun, um, my friend, uh, from the, Jared was saying that he thought Nice was the coolest villain in anime. Now, really? yeah, I had to think about this though, and so we, I, we uh, this is a little thought exercise that we yeah. can play here, and also send in uh, emails uh, balling out super at gmail.com thoughts if you have any thoughts about this. What are some of the best villains in anime? Do we think? Uh, you know, I okay. Obviously, I just mentioned it before. Uh, I gotta go uh, with Father from Full Metal Alchemist, okay. brother. Just because, like, technically speaking, he's one of the few villains that actually gets what he wants. It's just, like, he he has a mission. He actually succeeds for a small amount of time. It's just that, like, that power rejects him. So, mm-hmm. like, he, he actually is one of the few villains that, like, comes out on top and actually wins for a little bit, you know? Right. And yeah. he's just, and he's kind of just a badass. Like he does, he barely lifts a finger. He looks at, and he's intimidating because he looks exactly like um, uh, Ed and Alphonse's father. Um, it it, it, it makes sense. In those he does. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, but like, just somebody who's that kind of badass who could like with a flick of his finger just beat the shit out of everybody. Like, is really fucking cool. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, he's he's a very good villain. He's up there at least. If he's not the best villain, then he's definitely up there. Um, yeah. I uh, so let's 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 use this list. Uh, CBR.com. Okay. Best anime villains. Uh, they have twenty. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm on that list too. Okay, so Father's at number twelve. Ooh. Okay. Full Malcolm's Brotherhood. My favorite villain is actually, not surprising, actually ranked number 11 on this list, uh, Blackbeard from One Piece. Uh, of course. <laughs> um, which is interesting because most, even the One Piece community 
doesn't usually rank him. They usually like to pick Del Flamingo because yeah. he looks the coolest. And people yes. who don't even watch One Piece think Del Flamingo is cool. Yeah, um, he is. He just has that. He has the the drip and the fit and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just gonna go with Blackbeard based on the writing and his role in the story being like. Also, the thing here's the thing about Blackbeard that I don't think gets enough credit is he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yes, he's really funny. He's like like when he gets like. <laughs> he's just constantly like he's like the opposite of like the really smart villain. He's the opposite of Eisen, right? Mm-hmm. Eisen is on this list too, uh, somewhere. He's number fourteen. Okay, which uh, okay. there was a time where Eisen would have been number one on most lists. Yeah, remember when number one? Yeah, I think there was a time when like a lot of lists would have put Eisen at number one. I think the thing was his whole "I knew it all along" theme be- became like a meme yeah. where it was too much, where he knew too too many things. Where yeah. it felt like it didn't make any sense. <laughs> um, but what I love about Blackbeard is, like, he is cunning and conniving and all that, but he's also constantly surprised by shit, which I think is really funny. Yeah, As, like, that- a major antagonist, where he's, like, he constantly fucks up and gets caught slipping. Um, <laughs> but I just think that's really, like, it's it's a fun um, reversal for, like, your, your clear big bad that you've been building up to constantly... Uh, fuck up, but like, be lucky enough to survive all of his fuck ups. Oh yeah, for sure, and it, and it and it makes him overcoming in uh in the uh not impel down in the Marineford War arc, like yeah. when, he, when he like ends up getting fucking what he wants. Yeah, yeah he, <laughs> well, like when he actually like succeeds, it makes it all the more like amazing. You know? Yeah. 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 The fact that he has a similar level of luck that Luffy has is like, you know, uh, upsetting. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, he had a plan, but he also he could have been killed by Magellan. He could have been killed by Whitebeard. Like he could have died a bunch of times. <laughs> there was so many times where he could have died. Yeah, but he got away with. Uh, it. so, uh, I, yeah. I go do ahead. have to question. I'm sorry. I do have to question this list that we're looking at because sure. fucking. Uh, uh, the, the, the list for the listeners is CBR's 20 best anime villains. 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 Yes. Okay. That is the whole criteria is that they have to be not antagonists, villains. Yes. And L from Death Note is number four. Mm, yeah. I don't agree with that. He's not, not a villain. He's not a villain. I will say he's an antagonist to Light, but yeah. Light is more of a villain than... Um, clearly, yeah. Clearly Light's more than, of a villain. An L. Yeah, if you, if you label this antagonist, I would agree with you, he antagonizes Light, but yes. he's clearly not a villain. I agree with you, 100%. Yeah. There. Yeah. And, they, and they put, uh, and they put fucking, uh, who did they have at number two? Uh, Akaza from Demon Slayer? This feels... This is such recency exactly. bias. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that's recency bias. I gotta yeah. say. Oh, fuck. I gotta send this list to my man Krupp. Shout mm-hmm. out. Because uh, me and Krupp have been watching Villain Saga together. He loves this show. Uh, I still... I w- uh, we're we're caught up on the anime, so we're in season two. Okay, good, good, good. good. Yeah. He, he's, he's read the manga. I haven't, so... Okay, yeah, I've read the manga too, so I'm caught up on the manga. I'm caught up on the anime, and I want to say that there is some internet discourse going on that season two is a letdown. Uh, what? Not, 
fucking paying attention to the themes of the story that they are trying to tell. What? Oh my god, like, where's all the action? He's just on a farm. Like, fuck what? And stop, like, start paying attention with your eyes, ears, Uh and heart and mind. Instead of just being, like, action junkie. You guys have to understand, this is not the show you're looking for. If that's how you feel about it. (laughs) Error 404. The page you're looking for is not here. Listen, I... uh, Okay. If you want to watch Villain Saga, I need you to understand something. It's Mm -hmm. not a battle shonen, okay? There is a lot of violence and a lot of death and shit, but that's not... If you're looking for action... The, the the thing is, when the action happens, it is really cool. Yeah. So I guess that's why people are like, they keep wanting it to happen. I'm not going to lie, even if there's times when I want it to happen, because it's really cool when it happens. Oh, but no, that's not what the show is, though. It simply it's isn't. It's not what it is. It's just not what it is. And just, I, love yeah. action. I, I love action as much as the next guy. Sure. Uh, yeah. Or the next person, I should say. Um, but <laughs> the, they set out the actual theme of the entire series, like within the first few episodes of the series is that no one has any enemies. War is, is a, a complicated mess that you shouldn't be glorifying. And, uh, if you actually knew what actually went into going into war, you would have, you would, uh, you would want to find another way. So yeah. like, Jesus Christ, guys, just yeah. because he's a slave on a farm, he's realizing the most important things in life after being a child soldier for some time. Also, right? some of you haven't played Stardew Valley, and it shows. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. No, uh, no, you're absolutely right, Maurice. I'm glad we could have this rant together. about yes. Because you know why? It's like, like, maybe, okay, I'll, <laughs> sometimes me and Krupp, I have like a Discord where like, you know, we watch anime and play games or whatever. Sometimes Crop has to like message me secretly and be like, yo, you wanna go watch Finland? I'm like, yeah, okay. It's like we have to sneak off together like we're like hidden lovers to watch Finland in the corner when no one else is around because anyone else who sees us watching Finland, they think it's boring. They yeah. don't li- they they don't like it. And some of my friends have given it a chance, but they don't they think it's boring and they don't like it. And it's really just me and my one friend who really are into it. And it's like it's, it takes, you know what it does, you know why this show, is because it's a modern show, but it requires an amount of patience. Yeah. Which, yes. o- which most modern shonens especially mm-hmm. have just cast aside. I mean, like, people are just like, and I, I <laughs> look, I, JJ, JJK is my favorite modern anime, yes. and that show doesn't fuck around. There's no downtime in that show. It is, right. the gear, the, the gas is on the whole time and that is what i love about it for sure but you know it takes it takes uh, multitudes and we need different types of shows we need jjk's and uh, we can also enjoy things like vinland which is not that it's not it's the opposite in a, in a lot of ways it's like it's 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 meditative mm-hmm. it's uh intentionally slow yes. in parts and it's not actually about the cool fighting um, it's about war being bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which exactly. is, it's a rough thing to try to do in a seinen. But, um, anyway. I, I, the reason I, we've been I, ranting, well, I don't think I even said, Askeladd's number one on this list. Is the yes, reason we are yeah. talking about this. Askeladd from Villain Saga is number one on this list. I still, I do think that is high. Um, and maybe a little bit of recency bias, but... Uh, she's pretty good. <laughs> a pretty good villain, I would say. 
when you take his totality of his character, um, he's a very well done character. I don't know if I would put him in the top three dimensional too. He is ex- he's all the way around a yeah. well done character. Motivations, like goals, his uh, his ethos, like everything about him, just, and and he has swag too. Like he's so yeah. fucking. He's a cool character, you know. Yeah. Like there's some characters that like are cool, but don't have like uh, you know, like a motivation or anything like that. And then there's some characters that have motivation but just aren't that cool. He's both, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Like he he carries himself in such a way that like he just oozes fucking finesse. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I'm being hard on a Kaza and Demon Slayer because I'm not caught up on Demon Slayer. Maybe they've done more with a Kaza than the Mugen Train. But if, I'll say this. If he hasn't shown up since the Mugen Train, that's way too high. <laughs> that's yeah. way too high to put him at number two. Without spoiling anything, it is way too high. If he, <laughs> I, I wouldn't even put him at, in the top 20. Just, I mean, just, sure, just, the moment he had... I mean, it's it's a Kaza... Listen, I'm not saying he's a bad villain, but is it that a Kaza's a great villain, or was What's-His-Name one of the greatest baby faces? In the history of anime, really, the 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 fire Hashira. Yeah, yeah. The fire. I forget his I forget his name, but that guy was in a a cousin's villainous. You cannot put his villainy above the fire Hashira's uh, heroicness, because that is really what makes that whole confrontation. Rengoku. Rengoku, thank you. Rengoku was goaded forever, yeah. and uh, you know that whole. It's so funny, like his short life and existence within Demon Slayer is so impactful, though, uh, within the series as a whole, because, um, yeah, I mean, everyone's gonna remember that fight forever. Yes. And the, how, how that whole shit went down, and the theme of it, and everything about it. But that being said, I'm not I'm not taking anything, well, I'm taking some stuff away from Mikasa, because I think he could have been replaced with someone else. Like, he's cool, he's got a cool design, his powers, all that stuff, but he could have been another, you know, designed demon, and it would have told pretty much the same story. Uh, so, I don't know. Put him number two. is. Uh, so, we also have Johan Liebert, uh, number three, from Monster. That's probably about right. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, I, I was just, first off, all you're doing is speaking facts, and when you're around me and you're speaking facts, you know you gotta get this. Folks, where's the lie? <laughs> thank you, Maurice. Thank you so much. And thank you, Bobby, for recognizing. Um... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> monster? Have you seen Monster? Not all the way through. Uh, I've watched like uh, I, this is what I should rewatch because I've watched like the anime in parts and I've read the manga in parts. Mm-hmm. So in my it's like it's like kind of stitched together in my head a little bit. But yeah. from what I know about it, this is definitely deserved. Johan Liebert should be at anyone's top five if you've seen Monster. It's Monster, and I mean, yeah, it's Johan Liebert, and it's Griffith who who should be in the top five. So Griffith is five. L Death Note at four is just miscast. I think we agree. Yeah, Griffith at five. Yeah, because yeah, you have to because like it just happened. Did, has any character had a worse fall? <laughs> I was again, as someone who's not watched the Berserk anime and has only read the manga sporadically. Yeah. But I did read, you know, the thing because oh, okay. I because yeah, yeah, I kind of yeah. it's, it's it's I know it's weird to skip around on stuff like that, but I like to do that because like I, I want to make sure what I'm getting into is like worth getting into. 
Yeah, and course. so and the I mean if everyone's heard even if you've never read you've heard of the eclipse. <laughs> yeah, of course. So there, there's a whole meme about how Griffin did nothing wrong, and I'm just like, wait, really? He, he really did some stuff wrong. <laughs> no, I think he did some stuff wrong. Even if even if, even if you even if you think the sacrifice at the eclipse was was like understandable. He still does at least one very bad thing that well, he should be doing. The thing, the thing he does is, it's not that he didn't do anything wrong. It's that his character, they put him in in a mindset where you understand why he's come to this point. Yeah, but that doesn't. That's the, not the same thing. That's just called good writing. Yeah, that's <laughs> really, really good writing. Not it means the character did something really, really bad, but you know why they did it. Yeah, and he you, also does. Yeah, just yeah. He also just like. In that moment, he also does a bad thing to Casca. I'm not. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's yeah, there's no, there's, there's no apologizing for what he yeah, did. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no. I mean, insane afterwards. That's how bad it was. It's the like, ultimate fall from grace. Yeah, I don't yeah, think there's been. I mean, I mean, I mean, anime and manga. What about all of fiction? Like, <laughs> it's like a top tier fall from grace in any media Absolutely. that there's ever been. I mean. I mean, compare this to, like, fucking Darth Vader. Like, really? <laughs> like, really, Anakin? Like, his, I mean, like, not not to downplay, oh, no, my wife died. Shit. <laughs> but compare, mean, to, compare that to what happened with, with Griffith. It's like, it's like, uh, it's, it's like baby shit. Like, it's like, it's like, it's like Disney. Yeah, Darth Vader killed some babies, too, so. He yeah, did, yeah, so. I mean. <laughs> There's that too. <laughs> uh, okay, that's true. He did do some pretty fucked up shit afterwards. To be fair, <laughs> I was talking more about his motivation. But you're right. Yeah, yeah. He did do some. He did do some bad shit too. Yeah. Uh, he did. He did kill a bunch of kids. You know, what? I take it back. It's like it's not quite Disney. Maybe it's PG thirteen. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um. So yeah. So who's uh? Oh, we have Ahsoka at six from Hunter Hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Merrim also on this list though? Yes, Merrim is, which is crazy to me that Merrim hmm. is on the list, but he's, like, in the back ten. That is interesting. Maybe because, like, they humanized him later? Yeah, yeah. I I think that's that's probably why. Like, hmm. he is number 17. Okay. Well, fair enough. I, mean, I would have had him higher. Yeah. I mean, they have a soak all the way up at six. I don't know. Well, it's hmm. good. Is a he's a pedophile? Pretty, yeah, yes. <laughs> he's a pedophile. He's a pretty pedophile. Hunter Hunter, another show that I never watched all the way through. So uh, oh, I, I'm yeah. not I'm not an expert on. I'm not going to speak about it as if I know everything. But yeah, um, most pe- I most folks I think would have Merrim higher than Hasoka because of One his of best arcs impact all of anime. Yeah, yeah, the Chimera. Yeah. Uh, Okura Shifur at 7 is too high, just straight up. Just That's just too high. You can't put him above Aizen. That's crazy. That's crazy. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I can speak on that. I've seen all of Bleach. I can speak on this. That's insane. To have Okura in the top 10 of all anime villains and above Aizen. That's literally insane. I, um, <laughs> I do agree that Dio should be in the top 10 uh, from JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Uh, yes, I agree. JoJo's uh, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventures expert on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dio is 
as far as villains are concerned, in the uh, in the entirety of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Dio is the one who reigns supreme. He's the, he's still the guy, still to this day. And people love Golden Wind, and they've had some really good villains. I've heard in uh, yeah Golden Wind, but um yeah, uh, Dio, much like the Eclipse from Berserk, is like even if you don't watch JoJo's, you know you've heard of Dio. <laughs> um, interesting, Orochimaru from Naruto at eight. Hmm. I know a Kotsky members. They put him over. Hmm. They put him over Madara. That oh wow! Everyone puts Madara in the top five. That's interesting. Orochimaru. I don't hate it though. You know what it is? It's like it's like everyone always. What's the word? Everyone is always partial towards like end game villains, and they like look over earlier game villains in most context um and i've always said that i thought modern was kind of overrated uh really? yeah i've always i've always said that i think he's more he's rated more on power than he is on um pathos i've always thought well they had to make a fucking ass pull just to have him defeated yeah <laughs> right? i mean yes that's the thing no one like no one puts kagi on these things really no one. I mean, you have to be like a huge Naruto fan to even think about putting Kaki on one of these fucking things. Like, <laughs> and even if you are that huge fan, like you're probably you gonna put Madara instead. The other one, my favorite villain is Pain, so that's but that's a personal choice, though. I'm not gonna say that he's strictly better than Orochimaru or Madara. I think he's more interesting to fight. Yes, and I yes. think he was more interesting and in directly correlating to Naruto the character. Right, right. But in the in the entirety of like the Naruto theme and Ninja World, Orochimaru and Madara are both. I mean, they're both pretty. They're both they're both good choices. So I mean, I'm fine with Orochimaru being eighth. Dio's at nine. Actually, it seems almost low. I would say, as someone who doesn't watch JoJo's like that, it seems a little low. Uh, as as far as like no him being in the top ten and being yeah. in the back five of the top ten, that that that's fair. That that seems fair. That's like fine. I mean, yeah. if, if we have a if we have a list where Griffith and uh, Johan Liebert is on here, like I'm yeah. fine with Dio being at number nine. Yeah. Um, and then All for One, My Hero Academia at number ten. So All for One's an interesting one. I feel like it's kind of like the thing where uh, isn't Shigaraki better though? Am I wrong? I, I feel like I'm the I, only one who feels this way. No, I think now, I think now Shigaraki is a better written character because we finally explored his backstory. Yeah. We have gone along, like, his growth is super tied to Midoriya's growth. Like, you see That's what's interesting. You, yeah, exactly. Instead, you see him just like a baseless villain who has no real motivation and you actually see him grow in his villainy as a character. Um, it, whereas, uh, Awful One is just a force of nature, you know, like he, yeah. he body, he just is evil incarnate, so, uh, which true. can be interesting, but it doesn't have like that character growth and character depth that, uh, Shigaraki has. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the idea of like a fear force of nature who's like completely terrifying, I will say also Awful One gets a lot of hype because he was introduced so well. Yes. Uh, his introduction is like 
top tier anime introductions. It's it's a One Piece villain level of introduction. <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh it's really well done. And Shigaraki has all the other stuff, like you said. I agree with that. Especially the My Villain Academia arc. Which is mm-hmm. where I thought he really became a real a real when he became somebody. Yeah. Um because before that he was kind of just a little bitch. Uh, and he kind of he really was before the My Villain Academia arc but I I appreciate uh, Horikoshi's uh, putting time and effort into characters like Shigaraki and Endeavor and uh, stuff like that because um, not all shonens do uh, yeah. not all of them take that time but yeah all for one has been treated crazy like a force of nature not really a person even uh, it's just simply a force that exists almost like Venom yeah. um so, in terms of sheer, like, power and fear, that's, uh, that's fine at 10. Like we said, Blackbeard's 11, Father at 12, Merrick from Yu-Gi-Oh! at 13, that's an interesting one. Merrick Ishtar. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember enough about Merrick to know whether or not this is too high or too low. Most people um, put Pegasus, he's the more iconic one. Yes, Pegasus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's the more iconic villain, but... Sure. Hey, Yogi Boy. Him and uh, Hasoka have a lot in common. I play Toon Dragon. <laughs> Toon Dragon. And now my cards are tunes. The, <laughs> the, the English voice actor for Pegasus should be given an, an Emmy. Um, yes, he deserves every fucking bit of money. That man didn't see a scene he didn't like to chop. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Shoot scenery like a, like a pro. He was, uh, he was Mr. Pac-Man <laughs> to the scenery of Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Sasuke Aizen at 14, very low. In the c- but that's the thing, I feel like Bleach and Aizen have been, in re- the more recent years, uh, downgraded to a lot of people. Number 15, yeah. Visions from Cowboy Bebop. That's another one who usually I see in the top 10, but... Yeah, he should definitely be in the top 10. Uh, I think just so. because of how well of a villain he is um, yeah. um in the in the confines of cowboy bebop although hmm, you don't see don't him know. a lot but is that a, is that a, is that a check against him or for him i think that is i think that's a check uh for him because mm. like he's talked about a lot you know you, you know, feel his presence like, yeah you feel his presence like uh similar with knives and trigon i think yeah yeah you hear a lot about him uh before you actually meet him and All for one, too. Yeah, in my he, hero, yeah, yeah, he definitely lives up to the hype. Yeah, he does. He's. Su- yeah. I think he's cooler than Spike. I like that he uses a katana. <laughs> That's that speaks to me specifically. Um, Garo from One Punch Man. You know, man, is this too low? Garo's kind of a great villain. He is, uh, I'm, I'm, I caught up to the manga where he, uh, he and, uh, he has his, like, big, big, big battle. Yeah. Um, and I think that was extremely well done and well handled. Mm -hmm. I think he grows as a character throughout the story. Uh, if we're just going off the anime, then I, I think he's being, I think he's being hampered, he's being hampered by season two. Of yes, One Punch Man, yeah. which was, we can all agree, while not terrible, was a, a significant step down from season one. A noticeable oh, yeah, step sure. down. And, for sure. and quality like, and animation. And it really, and I've been, I've ranted about this before, One Punch Man is a seminal work of art and deserves better. 
Yes, it there's, does. There's, we don't have anime like One Punch Man every day. This is like, we have like one of these a, a decade. You know, we yeah. really got to put some fucking effort into making this shit good. Because there's people who even watch anime. Fuck, Bill Bird talked about One Punch Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he did. He we got to we gotta make this shit like for real. And I don't, I hope so whoever picks this up going forward does a better job. Um, yeah, I'm hoping for season three to be better. Because it deserves it. The material is there. I've read ahead in the manga. Maurice is caught up with the manga. Uh, the material is there. It has good stuff going forward. So, mm-hmm. um, and we have seventeen Maru from Hunter Hunter, uh, eighteen Gilgamesh from Fate, uh, nineteen yeah. Shogo from Psychopaths. Never seen Sh- Psychopaths, but I've heard of this guy. So yeah, he's really good. Uh, I would say it. It yes, him being in the low twenties is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. And number 20, Bertholdt Hoover, Attack on Titan, otherwise known as the Colossal Titan. Spoilers! Yeah, yeah I don't, you know what? Not, I, not I the Beast even, Titan? Yeah, I wouldn't even include Bertholdt in this list, uh, just because, yeah, the Beast Titan is more vel- villainous, and, spoiler alert, uh, Aaron, actually. Uh, I was gonna point out. Villain <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> Bertholdt. I've other I've seen other lists where they put Aaron as the uh, AOT representative, and I've seen him put really high on some lists. Actually, Maurice, I think on one list he was in the top five. So, yeah. But yeah then again, I, I, I am very low on Attack on Titan overall. So, if it was me, I wouldn't put anybody on there. But, <laughs> but, oh, no. but, uh, if you're gonna put a representative. Why not the, the Beast Titan, at least, though, right? I mean... Yeah, yeah, they really fucked up by not putting the Beast Titan on you. Yeah, or Aaron. Okay, well, I, so this list isn't bad. Um, I, it's I, just uh, the, not good. Yeah, I, the number... <laughs> Okuria, um, L, and Akaza are uh, bad. Those are bad choices. I'm just going to say straight up, those are bad choices for their spots. But, uh, you know, what can you do? Nothing's perfect. With that, let us uh, go off to uh, a show that is uh, always goaded, Dragon Ball. All right, Maurice, uh, welcome to episode six of Dragon Ball. Yes. The title Here is Keep an Eye on the Dragon Balls. i like titles that are just straightforward you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like the last few the last few episodes i think the previous episode to this episode five was just called yamcha the bandit yes Um, it was and yeah like and i i just like it when it's just like a declarative statement keep an eye on the dragon balls yep someone's gotta so uh as it's getting dark oolong uses his only capsule the double-decker motorhome. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bulma uh, is like, well, so you were trying to hide this from us? And Long's like, well, I, I used it, didn't I? Stop complaining. Bulma wants to go take a shower, and she is grumbling about the condition of the bus. Uh, meanwhile... A real fucking princess. About she is everything. such a princess about everything. Like, it, like again, I, I I mentioned this back when I was on the previous episode. Like the, I think 
yes, I understand that they're used to the technology in this world, and so capsule technology isn't all that surprising to them. But you would think that you'd be a little bit more grateful having been walking around in a fucking desert. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, she really is not grateful about a lot of stuff. And she's clearly a city girl. But beyond being a city girl, she's a rich city girl. And she's gone too far, and you know we're gonna make it anyway. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, so... (laughs) Goku is eating food, because he spent all of last episode being hungry. And, uh, so now he's eating food. And Ulong's like, what if the bandits attack again? And Goku's like, ah, now that they've eaten, I'll kick their ass. And, um... (laughs) Meanwhile, Oolong is, uh, has a little plan here, because he's a little, dirty little porker. And so, uh, <laughs> while, um, Bulma goes to take a shower, uh, and first she's, she's going to inspect it for peepholes, and he's like, I wouldn't put peepholes in here. I'm gonna do something much, much worse, he thinks to himself. Now, I was watching this episode in Japanese, actually. Yes. Uh, were you Murray's? No, no, I was watching the English dub. Okay, so we've noticed there sometimes are discrepancies between the two. Uh, yeah, um, I don't think he said that he was going to do something much worse. No, I, 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 I editorialized. I, I, I got something for that ass. I got, yeah, no, I editorialized that part. Yeah, he, yeah, uh, yeah he's like, I got something for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Go- Goku explains to Oolong what the Dragon Balls are. Uh, mm-hmm. Which we already know. He shows him the four-star Dragon Ball. If you get seven, you make a wish. Etc. Meanwhile, the uh, the B-plot <laughs> is outside the van. The Pilaf gang, Shu and Mai, have been sent to retrieve the Dragon Balls. Their plan is to bomb the bus. Now, my main question is, how do they know that's not going to destroy the Dragon Balls? Now, that is something that I wrote down. Right? <laughs> I wrote that down. I said this plan seems to be Team Rocket levels of incompetence. They are Team Rocket, by the way. The Peel-Off Gang is obviously Team Rocket. Yes, they uh, are. Completely. Um, I, I also want to go backwards just a quick second, just to point out, like, they were in these jumping robot mechs. Uh, yeah. How is it that those machines don't make noise? Like, they're jumping like <laughs> grasshoppers. <laughs> Like, they're, they're heavy as shit. That doesn't seem like it would be, like, a feasible mode of transportation. Mm. Like, I'm looking at it right now, and these motherfuckers are just jumping, and there's fire coming out of their asses. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't seem like that's built for stealth. They, put, they, they were in stealth mode, if you can believe it or not, Maurice. <laughs> they hit a button that said stealth mode before they got in. <laughs> You're totally right. It's either that they're incompetent, and yet Goku and Oolong have a perception of minus 20. I don't know which one is to, to believe here. The other thing that's crazy is that I don't think Yamcha or Puar ever noticed them. No, they... <laughs> no, 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 I don't think they did. I don't think they did. And they don't ever notice Yamcha and, Pior, I mean, Puar either. Uh, uh, so no. you're, you're watching this in English, right? Yes, I am watching this in English. How bad is Puar's English voice? Uh, Puar's English voice is grating. It's bad. Very, very grating. It's awful. Last week, when Puar showed up, I, uh, I was, I was like, fuck this. I was so mad every time Puar spoke. 
Yeah, I, I don't know what they, they were trying to do, uh, what they were trying to convey. Oh, and uh, it, Shu and Mai do notice the bandits, uh, like, or they notice something moving in the shadows. That's yeah. why they run away. Oh, right, that's, that's, a, that's true. But Yamcha yeah. and uh, Yamcha and Puar don't notice uh, them. Yeah, you're right. So Shu places at the bottom of the bus, but it gets stuck to his hand. I don't even know how. Oh, because it's a sticky I, bomb, I guess. So he sticks it to his own yeah. hand. And then it's like, oh, I'll set it to blow up later at 8, after I have time to get it off. Okay. So that's the fucking B-plot. Yamcha and Puar uh, show up, and yes, uh, and then they overhear Goku's conversation about the Dragon Balls. Um, so Yamcha plans to sneak in, but when he looks through the window, he sees Bulma showering. Uh, by the way, there's, an, a long, there's a long sequence here where we also get to watch Bulma shower, and they show us no. Bulma's ass. And I'm now, not necessarily okay with any of that. <laughs> now, I, I've been, I, I think, I'm not sure if I asked this uh, the last time I was on the podcast. Uh-huh. But I need to ask this now. What is the target demographic of the show? Shonen? So, teenage, teenage boys. Okay. But, like, the amount of nudity... And sex crimes that happen on this show. <laughs> it is, it is, it, it's about twice as much as I remembered is the problem. Yeah. Like I knew it happened early on and it slows down when we get more like martial arts stuff. And like, I hate to say it, it slows down when Bulma's not around as much. <laughs> that is the, that's the sad truth that I'm realizing in this moment. Um, like, Bulma's <laughs> character is there to complain and to be naked. Like that, is, that seems to be her, her her only like purpose in the show. Benel and I have been very critical about um, the the writing of female characters in Naruto. Uh, we've we've dunked on Kishimoto a lot for Sakura. For in the, the, the episode two of Naruto, Naruto's like, "I'm gonna be the Hokage," and Sasuke's like, "I'm gonna kill my brother," and then Sakura's like, "I don't know what I want." And that's, that's our introduction to our three leads. Um, <laughs> and we've been very critical about that. The thing about Dragon Ball is it's about 15 years before that. So now again, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, Bulma, by the way, I had to look it up. She's 15 at the beginning of the show. So during all this, she's 15. Yeah, um, that's why I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. It's like... Oh, Yamcha is also, like, I think, I guess, 15 or 16 or something like that. He's not, like, a grown man. No, he's, like, supposed to be... Yeah, he's 16. Okay, cool. Yeah, but, like, even still, like... And, and U- Oolong is, like, uh, 9, I think? But he's, like, a different species, kind of, so it's weird. Yeah, so is it, like, 9 in pig years? Or? Exactly, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that, exactly. I don't know what that means. Like, it does not... Because not, he, he, he gives off the... He he reminds me a lot of Danny DeVito's character in Hercules. Like right. he just seems like he's a older man than all the people combined. Like, yes, no, that he does feel that way, especially in the English with his English voice. It's, yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. Anyway. Yeah. There's a. Uh, yeah. Uh. just sees Bowman naked, and he screams and runs away. Uh, Bulma's like, what? Well, did I hear something? But then, uh, Yamcha, uh, runs. So then, uh, <laughs> Bulma gets out of the shower, demands some clothes. 
but um, they don't have any, so she demands that um, Oolong washes her clothes by the next morning. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Yamcha explains to Puar what he's going to do with the Dragon Balls. And Puar's <laughs> like, do you want money and power and fame like Goldie Roger? And he's like, no. You don't know me at all, Puar. You don't know me at all, Puar. But if I get the Dragon Balls, I'm going to wish that I'm not panicked around women anymore. <laughs> so, I, I, I have an honest-to-God question to ask about Yamcha. Uh-huh. Is Yamcha an incel? <laughs> uh, I mean... He, he, he can't be around women. He panics immediately. He panics immediately around women. Yeah. He has a fucking chip on his shoulder. <laughs> About it. About it. Like, he, he, yeah. he wants to be married, but he doesn't know how. And he has to use, like, fucking alternative means in order to get what he wants instead of, like, working on himself. I mean, like, he's a 16-year-old who grew up in a desert. <laughs> so... Yes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know that there's not a lot of therapy in the fucking desert. Yeah, um, he doesn't have a ton of positive male role models, I don't think. <laughs> he doesn't have any role models. He has a fucking <laughs> blue rabbit thing. He has uh, a shape-shifting companion. Yeah, who who I found out in this episode, they said that they um only have been working together for two years. Yep. Yeah, so uh, they have been lifelong friends. Yeah, so before 14, who knows what Yamcha was even doing? Living on his own in the fucking desert somewhere. Um, he says he does want to get married. Um, he's like, my actual dream is to get married. And I screenshot that and sent it to Benel and said, this you? And, um... <laughs> that's a shoot, by the way. He can tell you. next When Benel's back from out of town next week, he uh-huh. can tell you that I actually sent that to him. Uh... <laughs> Uh, and then, so that's why he wants the Dragon Ball, so he can not be panicked around women. I, oh, to be, to he, be fair, he's never been, I think the one of the main reasons he's not, he's so panicked around girls, well, A, he's 16, but B, he's, like, never been socialized around girls at all. Yeah. Right? He lives in yeah. a fucking desert. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. So, so, like, he doesn't, I mean, he has enough social skills to want to fight Goku. But like. he, yeah, the thing is, like, okay, him and Goku both... Wow. Have not grown up around girls, but it's like the, the exact opposites. Where Goku, it comes off as almost asexual. Yes. And Yamcha is the more stereotypical, oversexed sixteen-year-old boy. Oolong tells uh, Boma that he will wash the clothes, but then he gets a couple of drinks for his friends. What a nice guy! Oolong hands Goku and Boma the drinks. Uh, Boma drinks hers. Goku says it's too sweet. But then Ulong tells him it'll make him really strong. So Goku drinks the rest of it. Um, what <laughs> Goku and Boma don't know is that Ulong puts sedatives in there. Because he's a bad guy. This is their travel companion, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's on so the baby face team. I'm going to tell this anecdote real quickly. Yes. Uh, when I was at college, I went to Howard University. And uh, amongst my friends, uh, there was one dude who had, like, a connect for, like, weed and shit, right? And one day, his connect was like, hey, like, if you ever need roofies, let me know. What the fuck? Yeah, and I was just like, oh, well, 
he's a rapist, right? Like, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, he can just have rupees and not be a creep. What the fuck? Yeah, this is like just oh offering them out. Well, I'm not offering them. You'd have, you'd have to pay for them. Yeah, it's for but, sale. But like to put those on the menu, it's just like that's that's the biggest red flag I've ever heard. So like when I see fucking oolong over here that uh-huh. just happened to have just like sleeping pills or sleeping sedatives in addition yeah. to uh something that we later find out in this episode uh another thing that he has i'm just like oh he's a sex pest. yes he's a fucking- he's uh he's a sex offender even <laughs> even if he hasn't done it yet he is um yeah, minority exactly. report style um yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's just this because well, when Goku tells Ulan about the Dragon Balls, it skipped over this part. He thinks, maybe I could wish for a cute girl. Then he goes, ah, oh, maybe I'll just wish for some panties. <laughs> and then Goku's like, what do you like about girls anyway? And Ulan's like, ah, you don't know anything, kid. So yeah, Goku's still uh, very innocent. This is before Goku sucks later on. One of the reasons yeah. I like Dragon Ball. Bulma is uh, sleeping. <laughs> God damn it. Goku's also sleeping. Ulan, uh... <laughs> Sneaks into the bedroom where Bulma's sleeping. Uh, and yeah, just read that sentence again. <laughs> yeah, Bulma <laughs> slinks into the bedroom where Bulma's sleeping. <laughs> and begins to take off the cover. But before she, before he can, Yamcha and Poor... So Poor turns into a key. Yamcha opens the door. Um, and he's going to fight Goku, but Goku's asleep. So then he tells Pora to transform into Goku, and Pora turns into a, a dumbass-looking version of Goku, with Puar's dumbass face, and Goku's body, appro- approximately. Um, yeah, it reminds me of uh, Ditto, the Pokemon. Yeah, it uh, is like Ditto, yeah. Yeah, like I, I, like, I think it was in the anime where, like, there was this one Ditto who was, like, I guess defective, like, he could only turn, he could turn into any Pokemon, but he had that same derpy face. Yeah. That's, yeah, I, I do remember that now, yeah. Poor has, goes ahead upstairs. Oolong hears someone come upstairs and transforms into a small, pudgy version of Bulma. <laughs> and <laughs> so this actually was pretty funny, is the fake Bulma talking to the fake Goku. Yes, yes. And then the Puar coerces fake Bulma to go outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mean <laughs> so Yamcha sneaks upstairs in the the darkness. So mm-hmm. Yamcha thinks that Bulma is gone. Uh, thinks that Oolong also. They also said Oolong went for a walk. So he he thinks that nobody and Goku's asleep. He thinks all that's left is the Dragon Balls. So he goes up to this bundle with bulges in it, <laughs> and he says, "What are these bulges?" And he starts to grope them. And listen. Oh my god. This show is... I feel like <laughs> I oscillate between feeling like sorry for Bulma and feeling like Bulma is the worst. Like, yeah. <laughs> because so many, so many sex crimes are just happening to Bulma. <laughs> I know. It's, and it's, it's terrible. And it's, it's played it's, for laughs is the thing. <laughs> The thing is that it's played for laughs. That's the thing that makes it hurt. Is the show's playing it like it's really funny. And it's just hurting my feelings. Yeah, Um, this was the 
<laughs> it was. This is what they did. This is the Revenge of the Nerds era or whatever. Um, sex crimes. That's a gag. So, uh, so he mistakes Bulma's a body for Dragon Balls. Uh, and it's a misunderstanding. Like, okay, I'll give the show this. At least in this case, it's a misunderstanding. In a weird way, Yamcha, the antagonist, who we know he's going to be, you know, a good guy later. But the antagonist is a better person than Oolong, who's supposed to be on our side. Because Oolong is literally trying to fucking sex crime Bulma. Well, Yamcha just makes this, uh, an error. As soon as he lifts the blanket and sees that it's naked Bulma, he freaks out and runs away. Which is the most honorable thing you can do. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. At that point. After committing a fucking crime. Yeah. By accident, I suppose. Yeah. It was an accident. It was an accident. He was just... I mean, he's trying to steal the Dragon Balls. That's the... That's the bad thing he's trying to do, yeah, but like... No, in, in the act of committing a crime, he committed a... A, a, worse, a worse crime? <laughs> yes, a worse So, uh... So he runs out of the house. Uh, Puar and Oolong realize that they're each other, and they get mad. They run back to the car, but not in time to stop what Yamcha does, and so, um... They, I, all the parties just decide to split to just go their separate ways till the morning. Mm -hmm. We'll call it a draw, and they all run away. So, then uh, Oolong stays up with a shotgun all night, <laughs> waiting for Yamcha to come back, which is really funny. Uh, Shu and Mai strap the bomb to the bus uh, an hour before it's supposed to blow up. Uh, Bulma wakes up, and she's like, oh, my head kind of hurts. I wonder what happened. Um, and then Oolong's like, I have some clothes for you, actually. She's like, why don't you say it before? Then she comes back down dressed in a Playboy bunny outfit. Now. And she's... <laughs> yes. Why? <laughs> why Why does he have this? <laughs> why does Oolong have this? <laughs> no, no, not even, not even why does Oolong the perv have this? I mean, why does Oolong have, like, I, look. <laughs> I... I can understand some things. Like, I can understand... <laughs> I and, and I hate to say that I can understand this, but I could find the logic in Oolong wanting women. I could find the logic in Oolong wanting panties. Right. Why does he have just a, a Playboy Bunny outfit? <laughs> like, I mean, he has for his future girlfriend to dress up in? I <laughs> like I yeah uh, that that's true like it, it to me this kind of broke me a little bit a little bit like, yeah I agree yeah yeah because like you would have to find the a person who actually like fits that and the fact that, that Boma fits it means that he has it for oh uh, uh, a uh or something. oh <laughs> I hadn't even I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even so, consider that part of it. Oh, he's a sex pet. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> well, he he's he's nine, I, I guess. He's not not. Look, I'm going by cat years now. Like with this level of commitment to being a creep, I'm I'm gonna go on record and say that this must be cat years. Cat years, dog years is like what seven years. Come so on. nine times seven equals sixty three. This is a sixty three year old. <laughs> my mind Oolong, uh, uh, Oolong is a fucking 63 year old so yeah Oolong does have a Playboy bunny outfit 
model Working. for the for the size of a for the size of a teenager. Yes, and that's just the reality this show exists in. <laughs> uh, so, I, I always feel like I need to point out Oolong is modeled after Pigsy from Journey to the West, and Pigsy in Journey to the West uh, is a pig uh, yeah. in more ways than one. So Oolong is driving the van without any sleep, and as they're driving, they are uh, Mad Maxed uh, by <laughs> Yamcha and Puar. Who show up Fury Road style in a fucking uh, desert tanker car. Mm. And um, they're coming to steal the Dragon Balls. This time, uh, go uh, Yamcha has a fucking missile launcher. Yes. So he fires a missile. So as Bulma's gushing over the dark, tall, dark, and handsome boy who they saw the other day. She looks mm. out the window to see him. Just to see an incoming missile that could have killed her. Yes. yes. Luckily, it just blows up the van and doesn't really hurt anybody, although I guess it knocks Bulma unconscious. Um, yeah, it, it knocks her out like she has the comical boo-boo on her, on her forehead, uh, no, on the back of her head. Yeah, she might as well have had birds flying around her head in a circle as well. Yeah. Or, or stars. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, <laughs> Goku and Oolong get out of the bus, uh, and is now, uh, Goku and Yamcha fight again, but this time Goku is eaten, and so it's gonna be different. Yamcha goes to use Wolf Fang Fist, but after exchange of a couple blows, Goku throws a flying kick and knocks one of Yamcha's teeth out. Puar is horrified by this and turns into a mirror, so that Yamcha can see that his fucking tooth has been knocked out. Yamcha also yells in shock and says, how dare you do this to my manly face? Showing that even though Yamcha is a desert bandit, he still has, he still has vanity. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The vanity of a teenage boy. And then, uh, he drives off because knocking your teeth out means that you, you've lost the fight if your (laughs) teeth are knocked out. So Goku and Oolong watch Yamcha drive off. And then they go to carry Bulma on foot. Shu and Mai, who thinks that the missile launcher was actually the bomb that they put in there, arrive. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but wait a minute. The bomb went off early. That's super weird. Yeah. Um, and they enter the bus to seal the Dragon Balls, and then the bus explodes. Team Rocket doesn't blast off again. They stand there looking like idiots. They're not killed. They're just comically exploded. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, I was going to say, like, you would think that maybe they would notice that the bomb didn't do but so much damage uh, before going in the actual place where the bomb... Or at least checking to see where the bomb is. They could have looked to see if the bomb was still there, but they don't. They don't do that. Um, So Goku's walking with an unconscious Bulma. Yamcha comes with with a new scheme, which is we're going to let them find all seven Dragon Balls. Then we're going to seal them from them. So in the meantime, we're going to act like we're their friends. So Yamcha and Poir drive back. Yamcha says he's sorry and gives them a car capsule. Uh, Oolong is uh, understandably skeptical and checks in for bombs. But Goku says, you need to learn to trust people, Oolong, which is ironic and hilarious. As yes, he's it. talking to somebody who is a sex offender. Um yes. <laughs> It is Goku who needs to learn to trust a little bit less. Exactly. And well, they uh, 
Listen, find out next episode of Dragon Ball. Yeah, uh, as they go driving off in Yamcha's car, Yamcha has a radar on it so they can follow them at all times. And, uh, yep, that's, that's it. That's how we wrap up this episode of Dragon Ballu. Wow, what an incredible episode. I would say, like, it was... I mean, like, we we get interactions with Yamcha, but by and large, I think this episode is a crime, and I <laughs> might be put on the list for watching it, so thank you for that. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think specifically the shot, like, the long shot of Bulma's full nude body from behind was yeah. uh, bad <laughs> and wrong. And I apologize yes. to everybody. <laughs> Akira Toriyama didn't mean it. He was just he was just a joking. <laughs> it was the eighties. It's okay to pan up on a naked teenager in the eighties. <laughs> in fact, it was humorous. Uh, well, out of seven Dragon Balls, Maurice, how many would you give this here episode six? Uh... I, I would say maybe four. Uh, this is a standard middle of the road episode. It, it it kind of progresses the plot a little bit in that now Yamcha has the motivation to like, you know, he knows about the Dragon Balls and he's going to, uh, you know, lay out his plan of like being friendly ish to the main trio. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but like not, I would say other than the sex crimes, not a whole lot happened in this episode uh, <laughs> yeah. to like advance the plot, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't get any closer to finding the sixth Dragon Ball than they mm-hmm. were at the start of the thing. And now uh a teenager is wearing a Playboy bunny outfit. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's that. Yeah, I think it's for those reasons. I'm gonna have to give this a two uh out of seven because frankly, I don't wanna be arrested. Yes. Uh, yes. And if I am, probably because I watched this episode. <laughs> so, uh, I had Goku and Yamcha far for like a second. Um, and honestly, besides the gag of Oolong and Perard, it wasn't that funny either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um, for sure. For which sure. are the things I look for in Dragon Ball. It's like, at least give me the still. Because most of the jokes I was going for just made me uncomfortable and have to delete my history or whatever so uh <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna go with 207 uh do you hear that train maurice i oh. do that's the plug train baby what plugs yeah. do you have for everybody maurice uh of course you can find me and uh my friend odochi on our black and snurdy podcast wherever podcasts can be found uh we uh uh, we do a podcast on, uh, you know, we release, uh, we do, uh, live Instagram podcasts, uh, on the internet on the weekends, uh, when we record. And then on Wednesdays, when we review a piece of media, uh, the last few weeks we've been doing Queen Charlotte Bridgerton story. So, uh, yeah, if you, uh, want to check more of me and, uh, my friend Odie out, uh, definitely, uh, check out the Black and 30 podcast. Black and Cerny, Black and Cerny, shout out. Black and Cerny, yes. Hell yeah. Um, and yeah, of course, you guys know the deal. Patreon.com slash BOSpod. You want to support the show back there? We got Yu-Gi-Oh! And I have convinced uh, our good friend and uh, head writer at Brooklyn Battle Comedy, Hannah Harkness, 
to be a mainstay for the Yu-Gi-Oh! episodes with us. So she'll be, whenever, as long as she's available, she can obviously turn us down anytime. She's reserved the right <laughs> to leave the show on a whim if she wants. Um, but she is ostensibly for the third chair for Yu-Gi-Oh! For now. Um, because, uh... So, she, so you can only... If you want to listen to us riff with her, you gotta listen. You need to get on the Patreon when we talk about a Pharaoh playing a cards game. So, uh, that's back there. Obviously, there's also Talking Naruto, uh, as well. And, of course, my newest podcast, because I don't have enough things to edit during the week, is <laughs> Leon and Leong's The Professional Wrestling Podcast. You can listen to me and Katie Rose Leon talk about what's happening this week of wrestling. Uh, as of the time of this recording... We have two episodes out uh, reviewing AEW's Double or Nothing and New Japan's Dominion shows, respectively. We also give you some New Japan lore on the latest episode. Next week episode, we're going to be talking about stardom. Get you get a little bit of the women's wrestling on the show. Just a little bit. Also because stardom might be showing up at Forbidden Door. There's been talks about that. The big AEW New Japan crossover show at the end of the month. So me and Katie are going to talk about that. Also G1. The G1 blocks were released this morning, so we're going to talk about that as well. Uh, so subscribe to that, tell everybody, all your wrestling friend, fan friends, and if they don't like wrestling, well, tell them to listen anyway, because we're going to make them like it. That's it. That's it, everybody. We'll uh, see you here next time. Balling out. Super!